From the 7.30 The Game studios in Uptown Charlotte, welcome to the second Yellow Soccer Show. 7.30 The Game, your place for all things Charlotte. Now the host, here's Jason Bailey and Brad Barnett. Welcome to the second Yellow Soccer Show. I am Jason Bailey and he is Matt Garner. How are you doing tonight, Matt? I am doing wonderful. A little tired, but overall pretty good. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, it doesn't sound like our audio is going to be fantastic, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, first, first question, let's just cruise right through this game. Let's do it. Seven changes to the starting lineup. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Um, we touched on this a little bit at the end of the last podcast. It's kind of how these games have kind of progressively gotten more difficult based on the opponent. Obviously, Chile is, you know, kind of the, the – these four games going back to January, but kind of ending here with Chile. Um, I was I was hoping to see a more of a you know a roster, um, but uh, Greg had other plans. Um, I guess he wanted to try try a few things um, out. Um, I, I, I'm I'm not really sure why, but I'm also not going to try and second guess him. Um, he obviously. Uh, Playing Chile it is playing a different style, which we definitely saw tonight. Um, a different, uh, not not trying to have, uh, or, or kind of not conceding possession, but realizing, hey, we're not going to have uh, possession against a better team. Um, so that maybe forced a couple of those changes, uh, but still just a little puzzling to see why some of those changes uh, were made. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing some of his post game uh, kind of, uh, or seeing his post game interview to see what, what, how he how he acknowledges those changes, but. Uh, but yeah, certainly a lot of changes going into uh, tonight. Well, at least one of them was, you know, an enforced change with Weston McKinney having the ankle injury, which uh, yes. today Shaka posted that it will be several weeks before he's back. Um, Tyler Adams was also recalled by uh, Red Bull Leipzig. But the other changes were that center back, which I really, really hate to see yeah. it. Can yeah, we- I mean, this is what uh, – do there – I should probably know this, but – Looking, like leading up to the gold cup, I imagine we have a couple tune-ups prior to that. Um, maybe he wants to use that as kind of more of a identifying that pairing, but yeah, you, you changing your, your, your center backs, there, going to a whole new pairing, having them play a whole different style um, of, of kind of how the center backs were used um, last week. Um, yeah. Just, just a lot of puzzling uh, changes that were there and kind of maybe we're getting a little bit ahead here, but some of those changes I thought were, were, were responsible um, for the, the, the goal. Some, some poor clearing by Miaska there, Omar being a little bit out of position, I think. And so that kind of leading to the scramble and then Chile's only goal. So um, not great to see, um, but I mean, if, yeah, that was really the only, Error, obviously, it's it's kind of an important error, but um, definitely interested to see if if, if maybe you know uh, with, with Brooks in there and um, who else was played center back? Um, Me, Aaron Long. Uh, no, no, oh, no. With, 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 uh, yeah, Aaron Long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If he's also in there with Brooks, maybe there's some. I, I don't know, but I I think that John Brooks is is the the best center back um uh, in in the pool. Um, maybe he if he's there, that is, that goal doesn't happen, but um. Uh, ho- hopefully, Berhalter will eventually kind of settle on a pair, um, or maybe it's just part of his kind of hey, as we uh, uh, get you know possession center backs versus maybe a kind of more of a um, sitting back, so to speak, on a back line, kind of evolving there. So I, I do not know on that front. 
Yeah, and I think at the same time, with Tyler Adams being out, Yedlin played more of just his traditional right-back role. I mean, he was not you know tucking in. He wasn't trying to like become a center midfielder, which I don't think he should be. But I found that interesting that uh, he was not – you know, Berhalter was not using that same system we've seen in the previous three games under his reign. Yeah, it was definitely like a 5-2-3, 5-3-2, especially in the second half. And you had three center backs with um, – he was a, a, a wing back if not just the right back. And so, um, yeah, he, 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 that's not his game. His game is to get out wide and kind of use his speed and kind of also use his speed to defend. And so it would be an interesting dilemma if I mean, he made yell on the captain. So if, if he's going to put any, again, this might be a adjust to your opponent um, set up again to kind of touch on that again. Um, but it'll be interesting to see um, how that changes based on the opponent replay. I'm, I'm all for, um, kind of adjusting to the opponent you're playing. Um, but that might be uh, a little extreme, being able to ch- completely change your formation based on the, the, the opponent. So um, again, I, I'm not going to question or doubt Greg at this stage. So um, I'm sure there's a, there, there's a plan or method to his uh, kind of uh, his madness right now. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, the question I had in the first half was, they essentially were set up in a defensive shape where it was the back four, then um, Roldan and Bradley, and then there was essentially a, a front four. And so there was this gap, this uh, you know wide of Bradley and then between Reem and Areola on that side where Vidal was able to receive two or three passes in really dangerous spots. And to me, it's just you don't see many top-level teams essentially pressing with a front four. You know, you see many teams playing 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1, and you kind of press with a front three because you need that extra body in the center midfield area. And that was exposed today against the best opponent we played. Um, Will that happen a lot? Probably not. But at the same time, I don't think we have a center mid who's mobile enough to really cover that ground. So I... I think that's something to keep an eye on going forward when we play top-level teams is do we continue having a front four in a defensive shape or do we drop one of those guys to help the center mids a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, or, or this might be, again, opening yourselves up in a different area, but having your outside backs push up a little bit more to kind of support some of that. Again, you're leaving over the top and kind of some of those big switches across the field wide open. Um, but another way, if you're going to commit to pressing high, kind of have to fill fill those spaces there. So, um, yeah, Yellen obviously has a speed to do that and kind of play a little bit more aggressively and push up, and then recover back. Um, but in the center of the park, outside of like maybe Tyler Adams, there's, there's really and he's, his preferred game is to kind of you know more sit back. But, um, but yeah, dude, there's no um, uh, kind of guy there who's going to you know just blaze around the middle of the field. Well, to uh, hit on one of the highlights, uh, you know, the, the first goal, Ethan Horvath comes off his line, clears it a mile in the air, and Zardes <laughs> brings it down. Did he mean that first touch? <laughs> um, um, it, hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, it definitely was something something special to see. It was like, I, I, I kind of saw it, and obviously scored the goal. I was like, wait, did Zardes trap that and kind of just play it along to Christian like that? 
Um, so yeah, we'll we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, although he might not uh, deserve it. But uh, I, I, good for him. I, I think the goal um, last week, the 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 best, you know, probably touch of the uh, the best, probably kind of pass of the game. Um, yeah, credit to, credit to him for kind of um, kind of evolving a little bit as as a player and setting up a beautiful goal for uh, for Pulisic. Yeah, and you know, he kind of reminds me of this kind of theory with soccer that a lot of players can play between the boxes, between the 18s. You know, they can keep possession, they can win possession, that kind of thing. But the true decision makers, the true game winners are the guys who win inside of the 18s. And I think Zardes today, especially, I think he showed a really high level of combining with teammates and making the right runs and, you know, just keeping possession within his team. Yeah, And then he had that one chance in the second half where his hustle – essentially created the chance, yep. right? Yep. Um, Legette falls down. Zardes just blazes through, yep. gets yep. through the ball first. And it's just like, there's the moment of quality where he, you know, skies it essentially. He claims it's corner. I couldn't really tell. But the reality is, I think he just blazed it over. Um, <laughs> I, I still don't, I'm not convinced he will be, he is of the quality we need at center forward, but I, I really like what he was giving, just combining with teammates between the 18s and just giving that, yeah. you know, that extra level that uh, somebody like Josie really just doesn't have that. But Josie inside the I, box is going to do more than Zardes. I, I was going to ask that because I think on the broadcast, actually, I think it was 12 and called it out is that, you know, with, with Josie being healthy, he would start, like, he made it, like, you know, no, no question he would start over Zardes. And then obviously started buying that. I was like, I, I, I don't know if it's between Josie and Giassi. I, I, I might stick with Giassi um, right now. Um, again, Josie might be better in the box, um, but I, I kind of like what Giassi has kind of showed over the last two games. Um, again, maybe this is just, you know, maybe Josie with kind of Greg's um, kind of uh, coaching might be able to kind of get there a little bit. Um, but I, I kind of like what Jossie has shown over the last two games. So, Yeah, well, to, to kind of roll it back a little bit, um, we have a low light to discuss. Your boy, mm-hmm. Timmy Ream. He, <laughs> Is he my boy? He's, he's my boy. He's your boy. And he, he, okay. has, he really tried to set up Chile with a uh, goal here. Second one. He did the same thing in, um, on Thursday. Kind of had the kind of a lazy uh, back pass. Are, are we are we going to blame this on him playing a little bit out of position, or are we just saying that's him as a player and he's just not that great? I would like to say playing out of position, but maybe, again, you kind of touched on the, the, the error from uh, last week as well. It might be just kind of who he is um, right now. And so um, kind of gave him – you kind of asked uh, – uh, the podcast last week is, is he the best we have at left back right now? And so I kind of said, you know, if, if playing the, the style we played where we kind of had Tyler Adams kind of push into the middle and kind of had the, the center backs kind of rotate, it kind of ended up being more of three in the back. But when we play a style where we're kind of having, you know, we, we, we want to have the two traditional outside backs. I don't think Reem is, is the best option there. Um, and kind of tonight showed showed that. So if we're going to look again, um, if we're going to commit to kind of changing the style of play based on the opponent we're playing, um, having him at left back is just not uh, 
Now, I mean, obviously, e- easy to see, but not the, the preferred option there. We're going to ha- hopefully have somebody who's going to obviously, first of all, not make these same mistakes again, but also be willing or enable to kind of push forward and kind of be a threat down the, uh, the left side of the field. Yeah, and it, he was playing a little bit more traditional tonight. And I wasn't impressed, but it is what it is. Um, Christian Pulisic went off a little bit injured. They they said precautionary. Um, yeah. And Legette came in, which Legette provided the most entertaining comment of the night from Taylor Twelman, who, quote, Legette's injury killed the World Cup qualifying for the U.S. in 2017, unquote. And I, re- re- I reround that three times to make sure I heard it correctly. Sebastian Legette's injury killed our World Cup qualifying in 2017? What? Um, no, um, if, if we're trying to defend his comments, um, you don't have to defend anything. <laughs> he, he did get injured during the Honduras game, right? It was like Honduras and like San Jose or something like that. Or, or the, um, and we, we, we kind of beat him like, was like four, nothing, five, nothing, six, nothing, something like that. Kind of the, the, the route there and everything is, Hey, every was one of the, yeah, everything's corrected, and he, he I think he played, scored a goal in that game or played really well in that game. I think he got hurt midway through the game. Um, so you have to ask yourself, like, causation, correlation. I don't think his injury caused us. I think it just happened to be, like, a part of the the thing. But, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you that his injury was not the the on my list. Uh, if I'm listing off the reasons why we didn't make it, it's not in the top 25 reasons why we didn't make the uh, we didn't qualify for the World Cup. Uh, it was it was him getting injured. So yeah, a little little bit off base there. I'm um, from, uh, from Taylor. I'm shocked Taylor Twelman had such a off base comment. Anyway, uh, Michael Bradley played a phenomenal phenomenal ball to uh, Corey Baird, who I thought he it was not it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I was just like, what is he offering? Um, but yeah, sorry, I, I cut you off. Well, no, that's where I was going was, uh, is, is Baird, um, I think, you know, we'll get to it at the end here, but I think Baird probably hurt his chances the most. But Bradley kind of step in, um, stepped in, and I thought he did a little bit more than you might expect from a true defensive midfielder. He had a couple great balls like that. Um, another one, he kind of turned around the corner for Baird. So I think Bradley is still squarely number one at that defensive midfield spot. Uh, for the short term, I think he, he maybe kind of cemented that, that spot a little bit more with his performance. And obviously playing against the, uh, the best team at the U S has played all year. He, he had a really good performance. Um, not only kind of his natural kind of trying to break things up, I thought he played relatively well, but also being that extra kind of creative force looking to kind of make those those passes. And you mentioned the long ball um, to, to kind of the Baird. And then that, I think that the, even the more impressive um, was that you touched on it there, but I think that it was the one touch um, was it to, to Baird on the, on the right wing there. I think that was kind of another great ball. And so I think um, that's one of the things that if we're looking for that extra support against a team who's going to sit back on is, 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 um, does Trap offer that same thing? Does Tyler Adams offer that same thing? I think right now they maybe don't, and so he kind of adds 
a little bit of extra um, to to that role right now. Obviously, the the a lot of the U.S. soccer fan base is is, is kind of up in arms uh, against kind of Bradley, maybe rightfully so, going back to um, you know the the qualifying cycle. But uh, I think he definitely in the short term, um, kind of looking ahead to the Gold Cup this summer, um, kind of looking forward to kind of being a key key player of the team, a key kind of uh, yeah uh, play in the middle of the field. Um, beyond that, I think it's maybe you look to kind of hand it off to, to maybe one of the younger guys um, to for, for qualifying and hopefully eventually leading into the, the World Cup. Um, but yeah. Well, and then uh, the second half both uh, put us to sleep. The only real thing that I wanted to discuss about the second half is that uh, this is the first time we've really seen Burhalter kind of change the shape. Mm-hmm. Um. It involved uh, Lovitz of former Wilmington Hammerheads fame uh, coming in for Baird. So at that point, he essentially went to like a, a five-four-one, a defensive shape with yeah. both Trap and Bradley playing the last twenty-five-ish uh, minutes together. Yeah. So both of those kind of things combined just gave a very different look than anything Burhalter. Um, has shown so those last 25 what did you think of that shape and uh system from burhalter when i was awake uh no, <laughs> um it, it i mean it was it was it was it, it left me wanting a lot uh, again he's trying to tinker with things hopefully this isn't a something he kind of stays with moving forward he probably won't have to because we don't, we don't have to play a chili every every game um especially in the short term um but uh, ho- hopefully he was just experimenting with things and kind of being able to see, Hey, what can, if we have to play this, how will it, how would it look? How would we play? Um, but beyond that, it was, it was a very much a yawn inducing, um, last, you know, half hour of the game. So <laughs> I agree. So, um, the next national team game for the men is June 9th against Venezuela. Give us your top couple players that have improved their prospects heading into that next round. Uh, Jesse, I think obviously it'd be interesting to see kind of with me a fully fit squad, how, how he plays the role there. Touched on Michael Bradley just recently there. Um, it'd be interesting to see kind of Tyler Adams kind of playing. Obviously he was high to begin with, but I think his performance last week kind of kind of confirmed what he can, can bring to the team. Um I'm trying to think of other, uh, I think maybe the the absence of John Brooks, kind of tonight, and some of the issues at center back. Maybe he kind of said, "Hey, he he is kind of the, uh, the rock we need um, in the middle of the uh, the of the defense." Um, trying to think of other guys. Obviously, Polisic uh, will play a key role. Um, he, quickly on Polisic, we did not touch on this, but he obviously had the goal. But there was the other time where he was on the break, um, coming from the, from the left side, and he 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 had a had a you know he he should have had a better look at goal, but he had that bad touch. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, I'd love to see him in space like that, um, but that was just a little bit hopefully out of character um, for him. Um, but uh, but but when we play against a team like Chile, and, you know, chances going to look a little cliche. Uh, little cliche here chances won't be you know that that often it was it was a little disappointing to kind of see him um have, have that chance slip um there but I still well, you, br- was, well yeah. you brought that up about Pulisic last week that he was look sloppy I I agree I mean there yeah. were a number of times where his first touch was just a little too heavy I mean the chance you're talking about was he essentially picked the ball up near he, midfield yeah 
you know, he had a guy chasing him. He just out sprinted him, and then he yeah. just went by the center back like he was a traffic cone. <laughs> but as soon as he got by him, yes, his his next touch was too heavy. The goalie was able to come out. Like I I agree. I think everything I saw from him tonight in the thirty five ish minutes that we saw was just a little bit rusty. Um, yeah. Of course, he got the goal, but still, you know, at twenty years old. Um, He's not as good as he was at 18, but there's a lot of factors into that. I'm not saying he's not a better player. He's yes. just rusty. I mean, that's yeah. just the reality is he's yeah. he's not as good today that he was when he was playing week in, week out with Dortmund, which is to be expected. So, Yeah, that's maybe maybe for the next thing, but talking about uh, he's not going to get that next year at Chelsea. So what's what's the solution there? So um, but that's a whole other whole other kind of issue there. But um, but yeah, looking forward to 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 kind of the 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 the, the gold cup and what this summer can bring being able to give Berhalter some competitive games to kind of see where, where he takes this team uh, here. Well, I'm surprised you left off the guy I had top of my list for who improved their prospects the most. And that was Ariola. I thought he did the most. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've honestly never been a big fan of him. So maybe I've intentionally overlooked him. Um, to kind of confirm my bias, um, but it's yeah, he, because he did... his name you just don't want to pronounce his name, right? <laughs> Ariel, yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Paul Nipple, um, Pablo Nipple. There you go. Um, but it, it's it's yeah. I mean, I I don't think he left me saying um, what is he doing, but I, I still think there's something. Maybe I'm looking for something that's not there, um, but I would like to have other kind of maybe players hopefully play that, that role kind of he's playing um, from that, that, that winger position. So, um, but yeah, he, he's, he's not one of the, I, I think one of the, the kind of the better players in the pool, but he is a solid guy to put out in the wing, kind of have, have you know, trust and kind of know what you're going to get uh, from him. Very consistent. All right. Well, let's flip it around then. Which players hurt their prospects for the next uh, call-ins? Uh, I think Baird was the biggest one. He was just I was like, what? Nothing he did seemed to, to kind of work tonight. So hopefully we don't don't see much of him. Um, kind of moving forward, he still is, I think, younger. So we'll maybe have him kind of obviously evolve. But what kind of he, he offered there was nothing impressive. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Tim Ream, obviously, we talked about that. Um, looking at the kind of the center backs tonight, uh, not neither of them. Oh, oh uh, Omar. Um, Gonzalez or Matt Miaska did anything special. Um, who, who else was, was kind of, well, we can leave it at that. I think, yeah. you know, as far as kind of hurting their prospects, I think Baird definitely stands out from the rest. I think the other guys, <laughs> they might not have stood out in a positive way, but I don't think they really damaged the, themselves in any way. So, yeah. The one guy I, I want to see more of is Jonathan Lewis. Every time he's kind mm-hmm. of come in, he's been a great spark. Um, maybe he is that spark and he's just that kind of sub role. It's who he is. Um, but I would love to be able to see him for an extended period of time to kind of see what he can do. Cause like he would have been much better in that role than I think Baird tonight. Um, but uh, I think he's obviously got in this interesting situation in, in, um, with the NYCFC. Um, but it would, I think maybe his role is just a super sub, um, but definitely might be see kind of more of him or what he can, what he can provide. So. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, anything that uh, you're kind of looking forward other than Jonathan Lewis for that June 9th game against Venezuela? Just having everybody healthy, hopefully. Um, kind of 
seeing, hey, if we go with Josie, um, hopefully everybody else will be back. Um, but kind of just seeing who we kind of, you know, won't be the first competitive game, but kind of leading into the kind of the, kind of the Gold Cup there, kind of seeing what we go with. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see, hey, do we, will we commit to, you know, playing Tyler Adams at right back, kind of having him play that Philip Rom kind of a, you know, a center mid slash right back role, or we kind of look like we more like we look tonight. So um, I would, I would assume we would kind of hopefully try to be more of a possession um, oriented team against a team that we kind of should be you know, leading in you know, looking at the, the gold cup um, kind of expanding your question, but looking at the gold cup, nearly every team, except maybe a two or three teams, we should be the ones in the front foot. Um, so looking forward to kind of seeing how we uh, adapt that style of play um, uh, this summer. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, this was um, the U.S. Men's National Team Instant Reaction Podcast with the big red beard barometer, Matthew Garner. We will be back June 9th, June 10th, whenever you guys listen to us. Um, And as Brad loves to say, no matter who you support, let's all work together to grow the game. Now a word from our newest sponsor, the 12th Man Pub, South Charlotte's new home for soccer. Open for all European, North American, and South American games with a full bar, 42 draft beers, plus liquor and wine. Daily lunch and dinner menus with weekend breakfast featuring a full English breakfast with Irish coffee and mimosa specials. Check out their daily food and drink specials while watching all of the games on their 11 TVs. Located at the intersection of Community House and Johnston Road, the 12th Man Pub. We like all sports. We love soccer. (laughs) 